Hey, there we are. It is uh, part two of our doubleheader show Friday. This is the NASCAR edition of Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Reichel, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together we do that each and every day, Monday through Friday, as we do our best to help you guys in your journey to head back to the window. And today we're going to help you head back to the finish line with the help of our pal over there from Just Parlays. It is Chris King. Betting royalty. I don't even get to introduce myself as Bobby the Brain Heenan, and I'm the host of this show. There I you go. It. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry, buddy. Sorry, man. What's going on? Get the program. Uh, not a whole lot. I mean, obviously, everybody's excited about the NASCAR race this week. Hopefully, it'll turn out better than last week, uh, where we saw a lot of big names get wrecked again. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we did. It was a. I thought, uh, I thought it was a fun race down the stretch, though. Suarez gave a bit of a push at the end. Yeah, but nobody's paying to watch Suarez win a race. Well, he didn't win the race. I just meant in general. Except the, was a the entire country of Mexico. Come on now. I was going to say, I'd say the race itself wasn't that great, which we kind of expected. I thought the final 10 laps were fine. Then yeah. It wasn't that bad. Okay. But it wasn't that great either. I mean, you know, yeah. compared to what we saw at Daytona, obviously, you know, it paled in comparison to that. Well, yeah, but it looked like for about an hour and a half that Reddick was just going to win all three stages and coast to an easy win. I mean, that's what it looked like before he spun out. Well, we True. had we had some outstanding picks, especially for our favorites. Uh, Scott and I each had Kyle Busch. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, like, we, <laughs> yeah. like we hadn't learned our lesson there. Uh, he finished it. Did he finish in like 15th? Though, 14th. Yeah. He ended up finishing 14th. in 14th. Not bad. Uh, of course, that gained uh, both of us 23 points. Uh, Chris said, hold my beer, and took Chase Elliott. Which he was running fine until Kyle Larson decided to wreck yeah, it. Victim of circumstances. Uh, he finished 26th. That got Chris 11 points. Now, Scott and he I... should have finished in the top five. <laughs> Scott and I uh, did a little better on our mid-range picks as we both had Joey Logano. Joey Logano at uh, plus 140 to get a top five, plus 1,500 to win. Uh, pretty much had the second or third best car out there all day. He ended up finishing in fifth place. That got us uh, 34 points. A couple bonus points there as well. And then uh, uh, Chris, jumping on the uh, the Bush bandwagon, had Kurt Bush, and Kurt Bush did his thing. Kind of drove around all day, kind of kept moving up steadily. Never really a Didn't threat. run anybody off the road. Didn't run anybody off the road. And uh, he ended up finishing eighth, just out of that top five position that Chris predicted. And as far as our long shots go, Chris and I kind of did well there, as I had Al Eric Almarola at plus 280 to be in the top 10. He ended up finishing sixth. Nicely done, AA. And uh, Chris did even better with Eric Jones going uh, uh, plus 280 for a top 10 as well. And he ended up finishing third. So, uh, Chris picked himself up 15 bonus points there. Uh, Scott had uh, Bubba Wallace. And Bubba, Technically. Bubba I originally <laughs> had Kislowski, but he, also, he also sucked. I don't so know why you keep matter. coming back to the other shitty driver that you picked. Well, I wanted Kislowski, and he sucked too, but I had to take Bubba Wallace, who sucked. Well, I'm not sure what your point is. Kislowski did suck too, so keep that in mind. It's just your passive-aggressive way of letting us know you were unhappy <laughs> having to take... Again for the second straight week, so. What's that? Was that? Didn't he wreck someone for the second straight week? Yeah, he wrecked like three people, didn't he? Well, so, I mean, he's on a roll. We should set an over-under for how many guys he's going to wreck, because I think Rochelle would have missed that one, too, because he said it was going to be under one and a half. So, as far as the points go, I had 88, Rochelle had 75, Chris had 89 due to his uh, Eric Jones bonus points, and for the entire season, Chris still leads at 158. 
Scout's 128, and I'm closing the gap at 120. The money is where we're, we're running into a dispute because the disputes because I don't think you're weighing let me, the matchups too heavily. I I'm, think that's the issue. No, I weighed them all equally. Every pick that we made, I put a hundred dollars on it, a hundred dollar unit. <laughs> right, because you made shitty picks. That's no, that's the pro putting, like <laughs> the problem is my picks were terrible and I want to do something about it. So I have my system. I mean, yeah, I I yeah, you do. Of a unit on the, your on the your system was betting ten bucks on Robert Morris to win the Horizon League too. <laughs> that was fun. And listen, they won around. That was fun. Did you I watch that, that show when I lit the dollar bill on uh, fire? I think the issue <laughs> yeah, that we were into that. is that I put two units on my favorite matchup and I put like a tenth of a unit on the actual outrights. And we're weighing them equally. Somebody, I mean, that's the problem that we're running into. I'm going to step away for a minute and see if I can go find a fuck to give about that. You don't, I know you don't care. I'm just <laughs> no, saying, I don't care. No. You might be able to buy one on eBay and get it, you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll see if they got them on sale. <laughs> so basically, everything we bet, we put a unit on. Scott was unhappy with that system because he wanted to uh, show that he put more on the ones that actually won. He didn't mention it at the time. <laughs> he did. He mentioned it after the race was over. What's that? I never bet a unit on the outrights, ever. So all those picks I give you for guys, forget about them. Don't bet those. Just bet this matchup that you I give you. Just don't bet a unit. <laughs> God. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, so on the money, I was absolutely screwed because my matchup was Ryan Blaney over Austin Sendrick, uh, a matchup that Blaney was leading literally all day long until the last lap when Blaney got caught up in the shenanigans. Cindric actually beating by about three spots. That cost me huge. Uh, even with that, I was still down one unit, down 100. Rachel was down 160 or up 7,000, depending on which fucking math we <laughs> I use. I mean, I was, I was plus 1.25. <laughs> and, and Ron bookkeeping here? According to yeah. this system, I was bad in my actual whatever. Ken Lay called you on his pen back. Money. So you can read that as you as you want. Yeah, we, whatever. We, we read it as minus 160 third place. Okay, you can if you want. Uh, I, I know what my bankroll says. Chris lost the least amount of money at minus 20 bucks or a fifth of Way the unit. Go. So. Way to go. Yeah, well, cool. Well done. So thanks, Kurt. Thanks, Kurt Bush. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. So let's get it fired up today, guys. We've got the Pennzoil 400, and it's the last time I use a betting site to tell me how to spell Pennzoil because it went against what I thought was the case. And because uh, it's Pennsylvania, there should be two ends in it. But if you like to bet online, they're fucking morons. So uh, well, that's why they say don't believe what you read on the internet, right? Yeah. Well, they also tell me the race is Saturday, so that should have been my. <laughs> there you go. So don't believe what you read on. And the they internet. and they spelled it with with two T's. So I really I should have been suspicious all along. <laughs> it's like when you get those spam emails from Amazon, where you know the the uh, Z is turns into a different letter. And, right. You know, they've got a bunch of symbols in there. Yeah, it's uh, they spell they spell it with two Z's. So that's yeah. that's that's never good. <laughs> and three ends. Yeah. Um, so let's get it rolling. We're headed to Vegas, guys. The Bush brothers are coming home. Does anybody care? I'm not taking Kyle again. You, you jumping so, on Kyle Bush no. again, buddy? No, absolutely, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. No, I can't. All right. I can't. So uh I tr I tried. I gave it one last ditch effort, a custer's last stand, if you will. Didn't didn't happen. It didn't go well. I'm not doing that again. Yeah, I mean he was he was he'd been outstanding on that track. You know, we made yeah. a, we made a solid case for it, but uh what the, the case we should have made was he's a terrible driver who doesn't do well anymore. <laughs> that, that's that's the case that we should have made. So I'll that's where the that's where you have to put up the disclaimer, you know, past results does not indicate future success. Right. 
and then put up a picture of Kyle Busch. Objects in your in your mirror may be larger than they appear. Boy, <laughs> exactly. and, and that the fucking truth. All right, Coffee may be hot. So let's uh, let's take a look. I'll kick it off as far as this Vegas race goes. I'm going to take everybody's favorite. Uh, I was going to I was going to call him a racist. I'm not going to do that, but. <laughs> Arguably the best driver right now. I think it's Kyle Larson. He's the defending champion. I don't love. I, I don't love. What? It's arguable. I, he, just, I just thought he's the best. You can make an he, argument. He's the best else? at wrecking Chase Elliott when when the race. Is saying, you can make, can then, you make an argument at somebody else? I mean, he's the defending champion who's won a bunch of races the last couple of years. This show is never going to end if you no, can, if, if you guys pick apart every sentence I say. Well, so what do we call him? What do we call Kyle Larson? The best driver out there. Yeah, by far. We call him the best driver in racing simulations. He is well. He is the he is the favorite to win the uh, NASCAR championship. So, yeah, almost. But it seems like he's the favorite in every race that we've seen. I mean, he was the favorite at Daytona. He was a prohibitive favorite last week, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. uh, and now he's the favorite again this week. I've got to, I've got to run him again here, guys. His last five races at Vegas, he's got four top tens. He's got one victory. I don't know what's not to like about this kid. I think he, if he can stay out of trouble, I think he can start picking up some wins. I've got him at plus 400. Um, maybe somebody's got a better price than that. That just happens to be the book I'm uh, using. DraftKings has him at five. I'll take it. I'll take I'll take five, Hundo, on Kyle Larson. I think he uh, I think he stays out of trouble, avoids the Noid, and picks up the checkered flag. Give me Kyle Larson. Now, wait, does Rachel know what the Noid was? I'm sure he doesn't. Do you no. know what that is? No. That was a... Uh, Domino's. Domino's, yeah. I was I, I couldn't get Papa John's out of my head. It was a little annoying guy that screwed up your pizza at Domino's. Uh, he actually made a return here last year, some kind of retro. Oh, that commercial. was who that person was supposed to be in that commercial? Yeah. Yeah, he you know he looks like the Trix rabbit on acid kinda. Yeah, the wacky yeah. one that was just jumping around like an idiot. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's, that's the no, that's the noid. I didn't yeah, know who the hell that was. Okay. That's back when they were promoting that, you know, you can get your pizza in 30 minutes or less or it was free until, you know, they got all those lawsuits um, for accidents and stuff where they ended up having to pay out a whole shitload of money. Then, they, then they went away from it and the annoyed kind of went with it. Yep. Okay. Yep. Cool story, bro. Um, Rachel, who you got here, buddy? You got the annoyed? Well, same as, same as last week. We're going to have some similar races. Oh, uh, you got Kyle Busch again? I'm taking Larson. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm taking Larson here. Uh, not Bush because Larson is insane and a plus five fifty on Fox Bet. I got to take it. Oh fuck! Were you going to save that to the end? Well, I was mentioning Chris is, it. But... I'm talking four hundred. You're saying five hundred. You're just well, I, you. I, you but just... I knew we. Yeah, but I knew I was going after you, so I knew we had the same guy. You don't but say nothing. nothing. Either way, finished top ten <laughs> in seven of the last eight races here. Four top three finishes here. He actually won this exact race last year, so he definitely comes in knowing how to win here, but. He's the best driver. I mean, it's not really close, especially on speedways. Arguably, I yeah. saw that Matthew Torvik makes a point that he thinks the Chevys have an edge with the new car. I agree with that. It looks like the Chevys have definitely done very well here, or at least with the new car. I'm going with the best Chevy there is. I'll take Larson at plus 550. Okay, very good. Chris, you're going to make it a clean sweep? No, I refuse to because the show gets very boring if everybody picks the same thing all the time. That's right. Uh so I'm going to go again. Do it. No, Elliot was just because you guys both picked Kyle Busch last week. So Elliot. Okay. I'm going to actually go with Ryan Blaney. He's run here 11 times. He's won a pole once. He's finished in the top five, uh, five times. And he's finished in the top 10, eight times. If you look at in 
the last he finished fifth the last two runs here uh he finished fifth in 2019 as well i think at blaney at plus 1000 uh carries some value here scott you got anything better than a thousand for blaney uh no that's what i saw i think maybe if you shop around you can maybe find an 1100 i forgot which book but that might have been available at one or two spots blaney i looked into it's kind of weird because he has so many top fives but he's never done better than fifth <laughs> it's like he just reaches the top five but he hasn't gotten into the top four I guess the one concern I have with Blaney is that he's so aggressive down the stretch of races, which you like, but he'll occasionally run himself into a wall, which we've kind of seen the last couple of weeks. He gets into a bit of wreckage, trying to go for a bit too much at times. Does that L- concern you at all? Literally, he kind of hits the wall. Yeah. Literally. Well, I mean, he's actually, you know, he's finished every race uh, at Vegas in his 11 runs. I mean, so I'm not going to worry about him crashing too much his average finish at the track is 8.8 so i think he's gonna hang in there um hopefully larson doesn't hopefully larson doesn't wipe him out like he wiped out elliot last week i believe that's the second lowest right blaney's 8.8 i'm pretty sure that's the second lowest of all active drivers on this track i'll double check because i think i saw that somewhere all right very good somebody talking about uh jc stone says harvick has some value yeah logano's at 8.6 he's the one right right in front of him um harvick plus 1800 he's done well at this track traditionally done well lately with five top 10 finishes in his last six races guys you think any value or do, is it a spoiler i don't want to i don't want to do too much away here before we get to our well that's picks. what i was going to ask i don't have harvick right. i have opinions on it if chris does then i'll let him go about his harvick opinion well let's let's um, no, go ahead scott well let's get her rolling let's do our mid picks right now uh, now, Scott's... what's the cutoff on mids? Because I know that I want to have Rachel yelling that, you know, he hits. Okay. I texted six. him. I'm going to text him every night before the show. Confirming what's texted a long me, shot so I don't know what the cutoff is. Yeah. Well, it's basically uh, from 10 to 20 is mids. Okay. Anything? I'm just making sure that so I know where we are, where we're at. Yeah. Kurt, Kurt, so Kurt Busch would be the first long shot and Kyle Busch would be the first mid. Gotcha. All right. So having said that, Rachel, what you got? So, for this one, I'm going to look at the first person that Thomas Bowie in the comments section actually mentioned. Martin Truex Jr. at around 17-1 to 1 on FanDuel. He's finished top 10 here in eight of the last nine races. He's won two races on this track before. And he has an average finish of 10.4, which is the fourth lowest on the entire circuit. I know the results so far this season have not been great, but he's been really good here. I'm going to take him to do pretty well here at 17-1. to 1. Okay. Very good. Chris, what you got? I was actually going to go a different route. I was going to go with Denny Hamlin. Uh, he's going currently at 12 to one. He won here last fall. Uh, his first win there, he finished fourth in the race in early on in the season. So his last three runs here, he's finished third, fourth, and first. Um, I think Hamlin has figured out this track finally because he's had, he had some issues prior to that, but three straight runs he's run well here and i think there's value there i mean he's going to bounce hopefully bounce back from the rough couple of runs he's had to start the year obviously everybody expected more from him at daytona than we got because he wiped out and then you know last week wasn't all that great for him either but uh i look for him to bounce back and put up a good finish this week well i am going to ask because we both have joe gibbs drivers as mentioned earlier the chevys have done pretty well so far with the new car it's pretty noticeable that Joe Gibbs has been struggling as a whole this season. Do you think that 
it's going to just be a learning curve of adjusting to the new car? Or do you just think right now they're just behind the eight ball? I think it's going to be an adjustment period. I mean, obviously, you know, Chevy's had a, a good run to start, but these things tend to equalize as you go on. And mm-hmm. obviously, Gibbs has so, sunk a whole lot of money into his yeah. team. So they're going to figure things out, I think. Scott, what do you say? Um, I say I hate this show so much. I've got Martin Truex also. Let's go. <laughs> Welcome aboard. Do the same you thing. Know, you guys really need to coordinate your outfits. We, we really do. We we really do. Um, we need to stop doing that. But, you guys start syncing up your periods? Yeah, thank you very much. Apparently, we already do. We've been doing this a year, dude. We, show together. So, uh, By the way, just a recap for everybody, if you're new to the show. The mid-range picks are the guys that uh, we would love it if they win but we think that's probably going to be somewhere around a top five finish. So we'll give you top five odds as well. Truex is plus 130 at top five. Denny Hamlin minus 120 at uh, top five. So uh, Harvick is a bad dude, said uh, Thomas Bowe. I agree. He is a, he well, that's going to segue us back to Harvick because I know we mentioned that beforehand. Actually, do you have anything you want to add on Truex? Or no, I no, I think, you, I think you laid it out pretty well. Just a, a good driver. Uh, had a couple bad breaks this season so far. And uh, personally, I'm, I'm rooting for him, too. He's got a wife that's uh, battling cancer and uh, seems like a good dude. So on a personal level, I'd like to see him win. But that obviously doesn't play into my cap. He's just been very good at this track. I think he's due. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to segue back to Harvick, though, because yeah, I know that that was brought up. Sure. I'm not really interested in Harvick. I know he's been good here, but I don't want to say he's past his prime at this point. No, he is. But it kind of feels like he is. Yeah. Like you can, I, I, I was trying to be generous, but... It doesn't seem like Harvick is doing a great job for the last year and a half, really, of keeping up with some of the younger guys. And I'm not sure if that's the new car. I'm not sure if it's just him not being the same guy that he used to be. But as these drivers get older, you tend to notice, I can't say they lose a step or two because they're in a car, but you know what I mean. They're just not the same as they used to be. It seems like Harvick at this point is kind of a shell of his former self. Can I say that? Yeah, he's a little better than the shell, but he's just he's better. But he's he doesn't quite have that edge to keep him yeah. to keep him at the top. Still a you very good Kevin racer. You Harvick, and you think like easy top five, top ten finish. He's just not that guy anymore. Not quite. Opinion. No, he isn't. Although, yeah, like I said, he's he's done well at this track. So, what do you uh, think, Chris? Yep, I think you're right. I think you know he's he's not so much lost a step, but you know his reaction time might be yeah. a little bit slower. Uh, and like you said, there's a lot of good young drivers out there now that are that learned from what Harvick did before, and now they can do it a little bit better than he did. Uh, you guys in think his prime. you guys think these kids that grow up on the simulator, you you think that replaces like the 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 old background, the karting where you go to from carts to quarter midgets, uh, and then may, maybe run some small dirt tracks into the uh, Arca series, that kind of shit. Is the simulator taking a lot of that out of there? Are these guys learning? Uh, uh, a lot more, a lot faster. I it sure seems so. like it. I mean, it's kind of like the way, you know, not to go back to the way wrestling was, but with the territories, because you would start off in one place and work your way up. And it, that's the same way that nat- or racing used to be. Right. Like you said, you started off, you know, dirt tracks and everything else, and maybe you caught on in the, in the Grand National Series and everything else, or you did ARCA races or whatever. And eventually, you know, if you were good enough, you made it up there. Now it just seems that, you know, you play video games and drive around in simulators and somebody catches your eye and you're in the Xfinity series all of a sudden. And now you're up like Cindric. Now you're up here at what? 22, 23 years old. Right. It used to be that Arca used the same cars that the cup series ran. 
They, they, they would just run old cup cars. And the second series, which used to be the Bush series, what is it? Is that, is that Xfinity now or what is it now? What's the yeah, same? I think it's Xfinity yeah. now. Okay. So those cars used to be like completely different. But now I think they're all using the, the, the same design. So that's not the case anymore. J.C. Stone says, I read somewhere that Gibbs, Gibbs, Gibbs cars had some kind of filter on them for the first two races that obstructed the airflow. Supposedly, Gibbs is adjusting for this race. Mm. I'd assume so because Bush's car like completely overheated and they had to pump it for a couple of laps. Yeah. So I hope they changed something. Thomas Bo said, as you get older, you dislike Rex. Yeah, that's probably true. You probably you lose that edge, that edge where you stick your nose in there, where you go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you maybe like you've been upside down just one too many times. You're like, you know what? Fuck it. Fifth place isn't that bad. So you tell that to Harry Gant. Ugh, I've got a, I've got a Harry Gant. I've got, a, I've got to shave later on. So. Uh. <laughs> All right, let's talk about our long shots. This is the word you for your dick trickle. Uh, that sounds like something you go to the doctor with. What do you guys? What are you here to see me about? Oh, I got a little dick trickle. Oh, oh, that sucks. It burns too. Um, long shots this is the real money makers right here. This is where you can get rich, boys. Chris, get us rich. What do we got? I'm gonna go with uh, the guy that's actually won here before and. We've talked about him wrecking people the last couple of weeks. I'm going to go with Keselowski at 2,500. 2, um, he's won here three times. You look at his uh, recent track record in the last 13 races here at Vegas. He's won three. He's finished second twice. He's finished third twice. He's finished no worse than seventh in 12 of them. Um, the one aberration was a 13th place finish in the fall race in 2020. I think Keselowski knows how to run here. And uh, hopefully he won't wreck anybody out or himself. But I, I, at twenty five hundred, I think there's meat on the bone there, okay. and uh, he'll come in. All right. Well, um, Kazlowski actually, I've got him at, at twenty eight to one. You want to know how I know? I'll take it because Can that's that's what I have as well. I'll tell you what I like about you guys is uh, you make my job a lot easier because I don't have to say a bunch of shit and a bunch of reasons. Can you just sit there and go? You, yeah, that what he said. What Chris said. I know. <laughs> I know it's uh, it's not good. It's so I've fuck. So I've matched somebody in every. Oh God, I hate this. I've matched somebody in every stop. That's that's. So there you go, Scott. Scott's now changed his pick. He's taking Garrett Smithley at plus three zillion to one. Um, I can tell by the smirk on Rachel's face. I think there's a chance he has Kozlowski. What do you got yeah, here, I got, buddy? I got Kozlowski. There you go. I knew it. I can tell. I can I, see I this. He's fucking smirking. I'm like, there's, oh, there's no. There's no way for me to not take him. <laughs> I mean, 28 to 1. We mentioned it with Harvick and how it looks like he might be losing something that he used to have. Right. Kozlowski is still relatively young. I just think he's being disrespected. Okay. He's got a, he's got a good track record, if you'll excuse a small pun, uh, running, running at Vegas. Uh, he's being caught up in some bad luck. You know, we've given him a hard time about cause and wrecks, but sometimes you're just in the middle of shit and it just happens. Um, good race car driver, good equipment, good team. I think that's a, I think that's solid value right there. Yeah. What, nobody's going to chase Greg Biffle? No, no. Is Biffle running again in this race? He's going to try. Is he really? Oh, God. Yeah, he's going to try. Um, hey, he's got six. He's got six top tens. I'll tell you what else I don't like. I don't like having to do this show before qualifying or before practice, because yeah, you, you don't you don't you don't you don't see anything. You don't you don't have any idea what these guys are going to do other than what they've done in the past. And as we've learned with the new race car, it really means about fuck all what they've done in the past. It just kind of indicates that they know the track and they have a good team. But as far as being able to take mm-hmm. the, the the new car on the track, yeah, we don't know. So. 
So what do you think Kozlowski, though, has, like, the top three resume on this track out of anybody? I think so. Um, he's 28 yeah. to 1. Like, I feel I mean, like that's, he's got, that's he's got the most wins among active drivers. Um, um, people asking about um, Almarola and Briscoe. Well, I know you're an Almarola guy because he cashed for you last week. You have any thoughts? Well, Almarola has has never done anything at this track, uh, according to the records that I was looking at earlier. He's uh, the most Vegas races without a win or a top five among active drivers. He's 0 for 17. Um, They're saying he's due. So you're saying there's yeah, a chance. Yeah, sure. Uh, just like uh, Pedro Serrano. Um, that's for bats. Um, yeah. I have to wake up bats. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I liked him. I liked him last year, or last week, because he had he had a nice uh, body of work there. A good race car driver. I, I just don't think he's been had the best equipment. Yeah, last year on the uh, in this race in the in the spring, he finished thirty eighth. Not ideal. And yeah, and in the fall he finished nineteenth. In twenty twenty, he was twenty first and seventeenth. So Briscoe, anybody Briscoe? No, uh, Briscoe. I don't, I, he has one top 20 and two starts here. Uh, yeah, the so there's not a whole lot to go guys, off of. Yeah. It's the issue with the young guys. It's because you look at the previous results, they're usually not great, but now they have a lot more budget put into their cars because they're starting to get better. So I'm kind of curious how they're going to look. Briscoe's been pretty good this year. I was kind of intrigued a little bit by Reddick because he finished sixth on this track in his last race, but every race before that was not that pretty. Right. I might just be a big Reddick guy. Like, I know he spun out last week. I think he's very good. I think there's a lot of promise there in yep. terms of potential. So. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm totally good with that. Uh, anybody want to get involved with uh, Recky Spinhouse this week? hasn't hasn't been has, hasn't been awful with this track. Got two top tens, one top five. So that's the issue because Stenhouse has actually been really good this year. Whenever his car is actually on the track. He just spins out all the time. But if you look at where he is in most of these wrecks, he's usually top 10. Mm -hmm. He's been doing well. It's yeah. just he can't go the full distance. No. He's always self-destructs. He, he needs to run the Xfinity series because they run fewer laps. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like you said, he finished third and sixth. Or his two best finishes. But last year, he was 11th and 17th. And then there's a whole bunch of ugly numbers that start with twos and threes. Yep. Other than that, uh, JC there's, Stone's a reason, there's a reason he's plus 5,000. Yeah, very true. Uh, J.C. Stones is going to be an easy summer if you guys picks. <laughs> That's a positive. Yeah, yeah. There's only between the between the three of us, we only pick like five drivers. So. Steve and I have the same three picks. So there you go. For, do we really? We match on yeah, all. That's right. Three. We do match on all the same three. All of our picks. Well, well, good. So that way, if uh, you know, if I get some value out of Blaney and stuff, I can just put you guys in the rearview mirror and leave it. And, God, you know, let you guys eat dust. Yeah, I'm not sure what Chris is holding, but Scott and I both have pocket kings. You might have aces. He might just win he, automatically. He's representing he's aces at. here. He's he's yes. really repping aces. All right, so let's give our best matchup, guys. I'll start I've off. Got the, I've got uh, the three of clubs, a blue Uno reverse card, and the old maid. <laughs> Go fish. Or as Murdoch would say on the A team, I thought we were playing Scotch. Where all face cards are wild, aces are wild, and all number cards are wild, except for the three of spades, which is removed from the deck before we start. Mm -hmm. Outstanding, outstanding. Uh, I always thought I had a lot of useless knowledge. I think you, I think you lead me. I really do. Um, all right, let's go to matchups here, guys. This is for money, Scott. We'll be betting on these. This is where no, we're these right. I have. Okay. The issue is that you haven't been factoring these in enough. That's the problem. No <laughs> running into. 
Well, we'll see how you do, and then you let me know how much weight to put on them, okay? I can go through the units once again. I don't want to. He's got to need to put 87 units on one of them. No one wants that. No one wants to see that. Um, I've got Logano over Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch coming up to Vegas, don't care. Logano has the best record. We talked about it. Or somebody did as they were making my pick for me. Uh, Logano has the best record at this track of anybody that's starting this race. Uh, Minus 125. I learned my lesson about laying fucking 220 again. God damn it. Uh, I'll take Logano over Kyle Busch at minus 125. That was a $320 swing last week. Just brutal. By force of habit, every time I see the number two car, I think it's Kozlowski. <laughs> it's it's Cendric now. Well, see, you're, you're young because I always think it's Rusty Wallace. So Okay, that's yeah. true. That's Bubba Wallace's dad, by the way. Yeah, I know who that is. Okay. <laughs> that's like the sixth car you always think it was Mark Martin. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely true. Um, I guess before that, it was, was it like Buddy Baker? I can't remember. I think so. Back in the day. Scott, what do you got? You got Logano over Bush and just fucking I could just go home and leave. <laughs> I do not. Okay. I'm, you can actually stay because I got somebody else. Oh, excellent. excellent. From what you've noticed about my matchups, it, there's been one trend. I keep fading Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Jr. I keep fading Will Byron. Okay. I'm going to fade him again because he crashes every race. I'm going with Truex over Byron at even money on DraftKings. I have no idea why Byron's favorite in this matchup. Uh, Truex has dominated this track, top four in each of the last three races. Byron's finished 18th or worse in three of his last four races here. And he also hasn't finished a race this year. He crashes, he does really well, and then he crashes again. So I'm going to take Truex because worst case scenario, his car should actually be on the track when the race is over. I can't say the same about Byron, but even money there with a guy with a top five resume here, is disrespectful. I'm going to take Truex at even money. Okay, good, good. Chris, finish it up for us, buddy. Well, I mean, I took Keselowski as as a dark horse. I know I took Kurt Busch last week to win a matchup. I'm going to go against him this week. Keselowski is actually the underdog at minus 105 over Kurt Busch, who's going at minus 115. I'm going to take Keselowski. Obviously, like we said, he's probably undervalued, probably criminally undervalued at this track based on what he's done previously i think he'll be able to take care of bush uh because let's face it we've talked we talked about kyle bush we talked about kurt bush obviously they love to wreck uh themselves when they're not wrecking somebody else but keselowski will be just as intent on wiping bush out if it'll keep him in front of him so i'm gonna take keselowski at minus 105 very good uh jc stone checking in said he likes that truex over byron play at even money very good um, Scott's putting like 17 units on it. Unless it loses, then he has a, qu- a, quarter, a quarter unit. I think to make it and easier... Point one units on, um, you know, Kyle Larson. I think for full transparency, I'm just going to post all of my actual NASCAR plays on Twitter just oh. so it's documented. Okay. I'll make it easier that way. No, because it's still going to be one unit on everything you bet today, so... No, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. You're going to have your scoring system. I'm going to have mine. And, you know, whatever. I've got, this, lose, I've got this outrageous scoring system where I count every play you put out there. So uh, we'll, you count them all equally. That's the problem. Who came up with this concept? <laughs> I didn't see any of you guys stepping up as I designed from scratch a fucking scoring system. I told you it was a good system. You said, what's Rachel think of it? 
And he's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, because I figured he was going to complain and like he's complaining now. He's oh, no, my, my logic was we were just going to keep the system we had previously, but then we started throwing in some other stuff, so whatever. It's he's 24. I don't check in with him for shit. It's like actual uh, NASCAR, you know? We got a bunch of stuff nobody asked for, and we're kind of just dealing with it. <laughs> I see now they're, they're back to putting up uh, the group winners and everything, too, at least on DraftKings. Oh. Uh, those, those have existed for a couple of weeks. I did see a manufacturer, though, on Fox. Yeah, Bet, I saw that. Oh, you got your you got your manufacturer props. Che- uh, I do. Chevy minus yeah, one ten. Give it. Chevrolet at minus one ten. He likes those top Chevrolets. He likes to get that buyer. He likes to get that Larson money at plus one. I was going to say I didn't mean which manufacturer is going to win the race. I meant who, which car is going to be the best Chevy, best Ford, whatever. Those weren't up for the last couple of weeks. They're up now. I think Larson was like plus two ten. It's one ninety now. Yep. He's one ninety now. Yep. Yeah. At least on DraftKings, it's one ninety. How about Truex now? top Toyota at plus three thirty? He's just got a, He's just got a Dodge Hamlin and the Bush brothers. Yeah, I think that's a bit tricky because Kyle Busch. Uh, he's Hamlin. actually only got to beat Kyle Busch because Kurt Busch is at six fifty. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm just saying that's your major competition there. True. I, I'm I'm looking at it from a perspective of Kyle Busch and Hamlin both still have good resumes mm-hmm. here, so I don't think that's a slam dunk. I like the value though. But Larson at any plus price against the Chevys. I mean, his biggest competition is Chase Elliott. None of us took him because we know he's decent here. Not amazing, amazing, but he's fine. Are there really any other Chevys you really have to worry about? Uh, it depends. If, it depends how if Bowman decides he wants to race or not. But I'm saying Bowman's a question mark. Byron, I know I fade all the time. I'm assuming both of you aren't that big of a fan. I, I love how Byron's going off at... at with the third best odds though behind Larson and Elliott. That's my point though. You're looking at the Chevys and Larson is usually just by far and away the best and it's not even close. Yep. And you're still getting about two to one. I think that's just a hell of a deal. Yeah, that's not a bad hey, play. Don't, but don't count out Mr. Jones. That's right. That's right. He's got he's he's on the Eric with the K uh Jones. So Yeah is I should it, have wait, taken is, him is over Elmer Toyota? at Daytona but he's, no, Chevy. he's a Chevy. He's at plus thirteen hundred. Okay. All right guys that's it, man. Uh, I think we're still going to keep doing this, even with the new schedule. We looked that up because we're all doing the, the soft launch of the new schedule next week. But they hopefully left us a gap between four and five p.m. So yeah, from what I saw, that's what that was the case. Um, I know that we're moving from one thirty to two. I, I know it didn't really affect you guys at all. No, not a bit. No, no, we just keep doing our thing. We were originally we we're going to move to one, and then all of a sudden, I guess they switched it and. Allie's going to be on at one, and then we're going to be on at two. I was, uh, I didn't give her a hard time, but uh, I could have for the morning wood show that uh, airs at one o'clock in the afternoon. Well, but for them, it's only ten a.m. She's yeah. in Vegas. I understand. I yeah, but but yeah, that, that's why they didn't want to move to two because they said that it wouldn't be morning anymore. Yep, J.C. Stone. But it's still eleven over there if it's two o'clock in the afternoon here. Yeah, uh, J.C. We'll we'll figure out. We're going to announce the new schedule once. I'd say it's formally finalized. I'd say it's about what, like ninety five percent. Yeah, well, the important we're adding more shows to the to the network, and the, we're, the network's new name will officially be Max Wager, the Max Wager Network, right? Not to be confused with Max Headroom. No, no. Um, so, it, in the in the most important part to us, when you apply the Scots rule, how does it affect Scots life? Not <laughs> not at all. It's a hell of a rule to live. It, by. it really is. Know it, learn it, live it. It is the Scott rule, and you would do worse than to learn that rule. How does it affect our life? It doesn't. We'll still be it doing doesn't. our show every day at three p.m. Eastern. So there you go. Still seventy-two bit of wind. And Chris will move, be moving back a half an hour. So right. you need to wrap your shit up, buddy. 
You can't be you can't be bleeding over into us. We're we're not going to go on ESPN three or something until we wait for you. We're going to push you on ESPN U. Yeah, we're going to be on the we're going to be on U or news until Chris is done. So yeah, wrap this shit up. So. You're the flagship. You get to you, get way, to, you know uh, bump everybody else. That's right. Harry, just to throw it out there, she didn't say Dutch boy. She said Dutch Boyd, who is definitely a real person. Dutch Boyd? Just throwing it out there. Yeah. She said Dutch Boyd with a D at the end of it, for the yeah. record. Yeah, I had a I had a buddy of mine that uh, was a uh semi hanger honor with that crew. He knew somebody that was kind of in their crew. So one of his buddies was a poker player, and uh, well, he's no Doyle Brunson. Let's be honest. The Dutch Boyd crew, a Dutch Boyd, good poker player. Uh, <laughs> I guarantee, I guarantee you, he's made over a, a couple million tournament he's got winnings. A couple gold bracelets. That yeah, helps. yeah, he does. He really does. So yeah, but come on, he's still not Doyle Brunson. He's not Doyle Brunson, no. Or Johnny Chan. Well, you see how those guys have done with the influx of new players. Uh, True. Spoiler alert: not well. Whatever happened to Moneymaker, you know? Did he just, you he's, know, he's fade all into oblivion? He's a, he, he, sp- he partnered up with ACR, so he does a bunch of online poker tournaments. He's a terrible poker player. <laughs> he's just not a good player. He had such a great run. He's spiking the... Uh, it's probably the best, what do you say, best poker run of all time? Yeah. Yeah, I think... You have it, to win, like, four satellites in order to actually get a seat? Yeah, and then, he, and then he had a couple of... Uh, I, know he, I know he spiked trips on the river to win one Against hand. Ivy. Against uh, that was against Ivy, and then he's then he had old Phil Ivy, and then he had the the famous stare down with uh, Sammy Farha. Yeah, it's a damn shame with Ivy though, because I think he might have actually been primed to win that year, and then Moneymaker hit that ridiculous river river out. Yep, but yep, good for him. Hit the two hit the two. Now, hour who do you like less? Do you like Phil Helmuth or Mike Matisau? Matisau. Well, Matisau went off the deep rail. I mean, for the last couple of months, like he kind of went AWOL. Helmuth people don't like because he's rude, but. <laughs> I mean, he's got more bracelets than anybody else. I, yeah. I respect the success that he's had. He's a funny, he's a good poker player. He's, he's married to a psychi- psychologist, so... Well, at least he doesn't have to go far to get to, get uh, psychiatric help. The difference he is... King 10, honey. The, he had King 10. The difference is, I think you go have a beer... I think you have a go go have a beer with Helmuth. I think it's an enjoyable experience. He just seems like a good guy. You could talk to him. You have a beer with Madison. You're like, just shut the fuck up. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Do you have a favorite old poker player? Are you a Negrano guy? Um. Yeah. I mean, is that is that is that who we're counting as old at this point? Yeah. I mean, you're not talking about Amar- Amar- Amarillo Slim or I say like post Chan, like pre moneymaker Sc- around moneymaker. Scotty Wynn. I used to I used to like uh, Jesus Ferguson. Scotty <laughs> Wynn is great. Yeah. Scotty Wynn's an all timer. Uh, those guys all got caught up in the uh, uh, poker stars thing. The uh, F- Ferguson and Howard. Uh, uh, well, you mean you mean full tilt? Or well, the, yeah, that's right. They were full. They were full tilt people. Uh, it was Ferguson, who was? I don't know if Wynn was. Uh, no, Scotty Wynn was. And no, I was talking about uh, Howard Letterer and Andy Duke, yeah. and they all got caught up with the uh, in, with yeah, Phil yeah. Tilt. A lot of, a lot Gus of Hansen was ex- good too. Yeah. A lot of people don't exactly mess with Ferguson anymore, just because of that whole falling out with Full Tilt. Yep, those guys are dead. So anyway, all right. As uh, Fondiari was uh, always entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still around. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll, we'll uh, stagger down Poker Lane another time because we're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna wrap this up. I got shit to do now. I want to go play poker. Um. Hey, thanks for joining us, everybody. We talk a little NASCAR here. Should be fun. Seasons. Uh, the, this is kind of the, where the grind starts. We're starting to uh, starting to uh, get into the weekly grind. So we'll see what happens. And we've got we've all got some great picks, and most of them are the same. So enjoy that. Um, you guys enjoy the monotony. Yeah, you guys have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great weekend, man. Hope you guys uh, hit every one of your plays. 
We'll, we do this every Friday, and Scott and I do our thing every single weekday, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as our whole goal is to do our best to help you guys in your journey to head back to the window. Take care, everybody. We'll see you Monday.